the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. This uh, rainy, holy smokes, Tuesday afternoon. How you doing, Kat? I'm cold. Yeah, it's chilly. It's really cold in here. Before you know it, the snow's going to be fine. I don't know what here the heck. It comes. I don't know what the heck is going on. Get your salt while you can, ladies and gentlemen. Get okay. that snow shovel. So out. let me tell you this. Mm. Um, I am. I've already said I was cold, obviously, since it just came out of my mouth. <laughs> but this morning, yes. it was maybe seven fifteen, and I w- took off because I had to uh, go do something this morning, and realized I had to get my tires filled oh. on my way to do the thing. What is up with tires? What is what's happened? I, to I never us? had to fill my tire. I never had to obsess over the. I don't know what it is, but now it's happening all the time. All the time. Okay. And here's my. I'm sorry to go off on a rant. No, please. But it seems like every place I go in the North Hills is either broken, or the line is so long that I have to add like another thirty minutes to my commute. Hold on. That's exactly. That is exactly. Are you having my, the same thing? Yes. What? I have. My front uh, driver's side and my rear driver's side tires that are continuously leaking. And I've been to these, t- I've, I've had these tires fixed twice for whatever reason. So Thursday on the way home from work, I stopped. I found, thank goodness, a place that was working, mm-hmm. filled my tires up. Yeah. I came out on Sunday. The tires were like almost flat again. I'm like, what the heck? So yesterday I drove home after work. I went to three places. The first two places I went to had about anywhere from four to six people in line for air. The third place I went to was broken. I finally gave up and went home, and I've got a little charger at home. I filled it up at home. What is the deal? Okay, are are all of are your tires bad, Mike? I mean, what's happening? Why are all tires bad right now? Or are we just like all unlucky? I can't. My Toyota Camry tires are terrible for some reason. What I, I always now it takes me. <clears throat> It's about, I'd say every two weeks, I have to fill up my oh, I, dri- my left uh, driver's side tire. That sounds like a dream my to me. My left driver's side tire. What is the deal? So, if car manu- do I have bad? Do we have bad rims? We have bad well, tires. Well, this is what I think. I blame it on Pittsburgh potholes. Okay, I think that could be. True. I don't. I don't. Here's the thing: in my car, I actually have an automatic sensor for my tires. So how that annoying it sh- is that? It well, <laughs> it's causing me to obsess over it. <laughs> oh, well. Because it's, it's, always show, it's always showing me what the what the pressure is on all four tires. Mm-hmm. So I always know, like, that one's going down, it's going down, it's going down, it's got, I mean. Yeah, I've I got guess- a pancake sensor, because that's what, they look like they're pancakes. <laughs> I'm driving around, and you can feel that, I mean, you turn the bend, it goes, it's bad. Okay, but I walked in to your office, mm-hmm. and Mike was giving you a present. He was. Mike had but I don't even little, I hooked him up. Yeah, so it's a little portable, like, you know, put in your glove box um, air, what do you call it? You put compressor. It in, you put it in your glove air box. Yeah, no, you put it in. You, you put it. In, you put the um, compressor. It's an air compressor. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> in your glove box? <laughs> well, it fits in your... It's tiny. It's a tiny little compressor that plugs into your, your cigarette, uh, lighter. cigarette lighter. Oh, yeah. Well, it's different than your glove your box. Your adapter. has an adapter to it. You plug it in your cigarette lighter. Yeah. It's got a little tire gauge oh. on it to connect it to it. I'm you buying fl- one. You flip I'm... it on. You attach it to your tire. Mm. You wait two minutes. Boom. That is mm. so you a, awesome. You got a full tire. What is the problem? It's though? my what, saving grace. What's happened to us here in America? Okay, but here's the thing. Don't you... Oh, wait, wait. wait. Joe Stein, my mechanic. Joe Stein says, John... Aluminum wheels. Yes. That's the culprit? Aluminum wheels? Yeah. That's well, what I heard, too. Joe would know. Well, Joe's fixed my tires. Joe knows. I mean, he puts like extra, you know, some sort of like wrapping around them or something. I thought I was like super hooked up. You can get your tires wrapped? Well, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we should call Joe and get There's a little... There's a reason why you, you go to Joe. Warranty. You don't know anything Hey, Joe, call us. 800-320-8255. We want to hear about the tire wrapping. Because you're a mechanic. Yeah. 800-320-8255. All right, but that's not all we have, okay? Because I'm super excited. Today is National... One Hit Wonder Day. I love this song. It's a great song. What do you think? This was like 1990? 91. You're right, John. 92. 91. 91. Okay. This reminds me of DC Talk a little bit. A little bit. I remember working a job, and I had a partner at that job. Unbelievably. And, and And I was like, I love this song so much. Because I, I love that job and, and had a good partner. Like, see? Right here, right now, there's no place I'd rather okay, be. Okay, don't look over there. Do you know who the band is? One Hit Wonder. I have no idea. Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. What is that? I have no idea. But that's what's so great about a One oh. Hit Wonder is the band names are ridiculous. Yes. They're absolutely ridiculous. Good song, though. Anyway, as the show unfolds today, we have all sorts of One Hit Wonders to share with you. Yes. I mean, yeah. I spent the morning with my friend Amy. She was, yeah. do- she was cutting my hair. And we were coming up with One Hit Wonders, the two of us. What? She was really? like, she was like, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? She was really good. She was very strong in the one hit wonder category. Really? Yes. What? She was very good. So anyway, we're going to get into that as the show unfolds. Today. I like it. So I hope that the people who you know are the one hit wonders made a substantial nut. Off what those if songs. you didn't have your paperwork in place or hadn't signed the right protections and you did right here, right now, and you ended up with like 35 bucks? And these guys are working yeah. as baristas somewhere. Yeah. Right. In could Liberty. Be. That could be, right? Could be, Because yeah, you could yeah. get taken advantage of by a record company, oh, like, yeah. really easily. Yeah. Oh, wait, what's this? Oh, God. <laughs> I like this song, too. It's like our Woo! tires. Okay. Year. I don't have a clue. Uh, 98? No. Isn't it earlier than that? I don't know. I'd say it's a... 94. Mike, what's the verdict there? Any idea? What's the name of the band, anyway? Jumbo 19, 1997. 90, I wasn't too mad. I mean, I was still three years old. What was I? You said nothing, did you? No, no. no I, 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 I said 96. I, I, okay, I thought you didn't guess. <laughs> Maybe I was just trying not to hear you. Let's play the tape, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go back to the tape. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Matthew Korber from a city reformed church. We're talking about witness for Christ in a post-Christian age. Very nice. That's next on National One-Hit Wonder Day. One hundred one point five WORD. Coming up this week on Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll draws wisdom from the fascinating story of Esther. Just because God is invisible 
in no way means that he lacks anything in his invincibility. And that is the main lesson of the book of Esther. Don't miss the practical application Monday through Friday from Chuck Swindoll and Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know, my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Why pay double for windows, siding, and doors? When getting estimates, make sure Windows R Us is one of them. More than a window company, they're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and fast turnaround. And their no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage. Mention Word FM for an exclusive 10% discount. Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a theologian. I'm a Christian. Introducing a new show for those struggling with addiction. And I sit here today with 23 years of recovery because of God's grace, support team, and the 12 steps to recovery found in God's Bible. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with secret addictions and find hope to begin again. You too will have a new way of life. Sunday night at 645 on W-O-R-D. All right, so I remember the name of the song, Flying to Me with Science, but I don't remember the... Band's name? Or the person. Wait, I have it. Okay. Wait, um, Thomas... Dolby. Yes. Mm. Good. Nice. Thank you. Good partnership there. Very nice. What year would that be? Oh, 88. 80. No, 82. 82. Very nice. That's right. Excellent. Thank you, people. Thank right. you very much. Matthew Korber is with us. He himself is not a one-hit wonder. No, but he's excited to be here on National One-Hit Wonder Day. I know that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. This is better than I would have imagined. I'm, I'm telling you, it's more of a celebration than you planned. <laughs> Matthew's a senior pastor at City Reformed Church. Uh, Matthew, welcome. It's our, our first time. Actually, the second time you've been with us, but the first time you're going to speak on air. That's right. That's right. We usually bring people into the studio and tell them to be quiet. Please, yeah. sir. Please, please. Well, you gave me an opportunity to speak, but I thought, you know, I'll sit back and watch this all first and mm-hmm. I'll bide my time. Okay, good. So yeah, it's, uh, it's wise to be suspicious of us before, <laughs> yeah, before yeah. according us any respect whatsoever, yeah. believe but, me. Uh, if I could just say, I've heard your show before. appreciate what you do. Mm, and, thank uh, you. I love the topics you pick and the people you talk to. I love having Thanks. local people around Pittsburgh with an opportunity to, to speak about important things on the air. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. It's very kind of and you. And often difficult things. That's yes. one of the things we really try to do mm. is to not – be afraid to talk about tough stuff because right. I think we're bad at that. All of us are bad at that, and I think our culture is making us worse at it. To speak well in difficult subjects, yeah. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It is. So, yeah. so talk to us uh, about yourself, uh, a pastor of a church. That's right. C- City Reformed. Yeah, in, 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 in I, I Oakland. Was, yeah. So uh, I'm uh, married, four children. Nice. My uh, my parents were from Pittsburgh, but they moved. I grew up outside of the city in a okay. small town, about two hours away. 
uh, moved around a little bit. Uh, I became a, a Christian as, as I was finishing college. And uh, as I wrestled with what to do, uh, I, I began to sense an, a real strong interest in helping people. I don't know if I would have thought of it as ministry per se yet. Uh-huh. I was intimidated by the idea of going to seminary and being a pastor. But uh, God continued to pursue me, and he shut a lot of other doors. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, eventually, having gotten married, uh, my wife and myself went to seminary in Boston. Uh, I studied there, uh, worked at a church, a city church in Boston called City Life. Um, and that really helped p- p- to prepare me for thinking about ministry in an urban or university setting. Nice. And from there, I had an opportunity to come to Pittsburgh and, and uh, be part of a church that was small. I was the first pastor of a small group of people that were meeting in the in the Oakland uh, University area of Pittsburgh. Which is an area that happens to be populated by a lot of colleges. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We, are, we really are in the middle of Pitt's campus. As you know, Pitt doesn't have a specific area that they belong to, but they're spread They're constantly with, encroaching. With, with, <laughs> they're taking over mm-hmm. everything yeah. in Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. So we're there, but we're close to CMU. We have uh, ministry partnerships at, uh, at Point Park and uh, interact with students at other schools as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what's that like? Do, do students just show up sometimes? Well, uh, sometimes, yeah, in, in a variety of reasons. There are some students who arrive in Pittsburgh, and either they are looking for a church or their parents are helping them look for a church and, yeah. and uh, pestering them to find somewhere to go. Both mm-hmm. both things happen. Um, some students will find us. Uh, we also partner with campus ministries to help send people to campus. Nice. Um, so uh, when we first started, I would sometimes show up on campus to meet with students, have coffee, and hang out. I don't do that as much now. It, it takes someone, I think, being very dedicated and committed mm-hmm. to being on campus right. to help make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so as you have gotten to know college students, as you've gotten to know people who are committed to working with college students, um, how do you see the uh, world of academe these days? I mean, what do you see going on? What kind of conversations do you see that are happening, and how are you navigating that? Yeah, well, that's a that's a good question. I think uh, I think there's a lot of things that are hard to talk about, and uh, I think as a church, we we have uh, people attending our church that have a, a variety of political views and. Uh, and uh, sometimes uh, we're not we're not always used to talking to each other across mm-hmm. our differences as believers. Yes, as believers, and I think uh, in some ways we're we're shaped by the culture on that. Um, I've been here for 13 years. I think it's harder to talk now than it ever was before mm-hmm. during that 13 year time period. I I've, I just found myself opening up some old. Uh, documents recently on discussions and topics we had done five, ten years ago, and I think that's that would be harder to do now. Mm-hmm. Things are very tense. There's a, there's a lot of uh, anxiety. Uh, social topics get very heated very quickly, so mm-hmm. things are harder. Yes. Um, what, what I've discovered, you know, both Kath and I have kids in college, and my conversations with my, my oldest boy is that even on Christian campuses, there's a lot of talk about sexuality and gender, which to me are fairly new conversations. Has it found its way into the church as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I think there's a variety of reasons for that. Um, people experience a great deal of uh, hurt and brokenness in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh, by design, God made us to be people that, that experience intimacy physically. I mean, not every Christian will be married or be involved in a sexual relationship, but it's a, it is a very, very intimate place. And when we are hurt there, 
we experience deep pain. Mm-hmm. Um, when we feel confusion, when we feel frustration, when we feel disappointment in that area, mm-hmm. it's a very profound uh, experience. So I think it's uh, for that reason it's hot. I think uh, the church hasn't always done a great job talking about it constructively. Right. Um, you talked about your commitment on the show to talk about difficult issues. I think for a while it was probably easier for the church to avoid this. And I would say, you know, in some ways, by God's grace, he's brought us to a place where we cannot avoid it anymore. We, yes. have, to, we have to talk about it. We have to talk through it, right. um, it, it patiently. Um, and uh, in, in we, have to, we have to address mm-hmm. the issue. Yeah. I often think um, when I look back, not just at biblical history, but I'm talking about, you know, more recent history, post-biblical history. Um, but if you take it all into account how – it seems like you know God dealt with His people, the church, with various issues at different times, right? So you know, I think back to um, to slavery here in America, right? And slavery was a thing that had existed for thousands and thousands of years in different cultures, right? But it came a time in America where we had to work that out as a culture, but also Christians had to figure it out because there were many believers pastors, lay people, who used the Bible to justify slavery, right? We've read about that, right? We, sure, sure. Um, we know that that's part of America's history and part of the church's history. So that was something that had to be discussed. It had to be talked about. It had to be, you know, people who were theologians had to weigh in on it and say, no, no, this is how I read it, and this is not how I see it. So I feel like maybe we're in the era where we have to talk about sexuality now. Like, mm-hmm. we have to figure mm-hmm. this out. We have to make some determinations. We have to be learn how to be compassionate. We have to learn how to be sensitive. But those are... You know, we, we're – in hindsight, I look back at the slavery thing. It's so clear to me, yeah, right? Sure. I wasn't in it. I wasn't living then. Yeah. There was no – so it's interesting. So as you talk about this, Kath, when I hear people talk about – you know, I've heard this phrase over the last five years or so. Well, I'm evolving on the issue, right? Evolving. When I, I kind of scoff when I hear that. But when I hear you talk about it, I'm going to go, oh, that does make sense that the church – you know, as the conversations take place within the pews of the church, pre- or post-worship uh, service – that evolution of that, you know, exchange mm-hmm. with our friends and our neighbors and all that—that's uh, taking place, and it finds its way eventually into the pastors' lives and pastors' teaching and preaching. That evolution, but it's, In the life of the it's church. right. But it all goes back to the Bible. And, and Matthew, you came to talk to us today about First Peter three to look at the the context of that uh, as sure. far as culture. So, is evolution something that? I mean, the Bible's the Bible. I mean, sure. God's teaching is God's teaching. It's not as though God's evolving in his thought or his teaching, but how do we work our way into that evolution? Yeah. And so, and so by evolution, we mean the development of an idea, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think the, the Bible is, uh, refers to itself as a faith once for all transmitted to the saints. There is a finality of a revelation from God, and yet the church wrestles with how to, rest, how to appropriate that and apply it to their situations. I think we can see that on a lot of different issues, um, and uh, but you know, just drawing back to something you were saying, I think the slavery issue can be incredibly helpful mm-hmm. because uh, when we look at Christian history, we can see that at many times, in many places, the church had great clarity on slavery. Mm-hmm. It, it, the church grew up in a Roman Empire where this was much, very much a part of the practice. But the and the, a lot it, of Christians were slaves themselves. They were, but as as uh, Christianity began to uh, find a place of influence. Um, their, their biblical teaching on the equality of people, the dignity of humans, 
uh, certainly undermined in in many cases completely put slavery out of the picture. The problem was when uh, the practice was reintroduced, it was very popular. And so the, the, when the church moved to accept slavery in America, it's one of the tragic mm-hmm. stories in our country, they did it against the wisdom of the ages. Mm-hmm. All right? And also when Americans uh, began to accept slavery and they did it for strongly uh, um, uh, economic reasons, they did it against the wisdom of the church at large in the world at that time. So we can read about uh, you know Bible believing Christians in in Europe who are who are chastising the United States for their uh, the, the manner in which they're they're dealing with this problem. So I, I think on one hand we can say yes, and you can do. read Americans chastising each other. That's right. That's right. And they needed to they needed to be doing that. So I think yes, we we do develop on ideas, but we we don't want our development to be detached from history. Where there's a, a faithful witness of the church, and that guides us, and we don't want to be uh, uh, detached from the church universal. So theologians sometimes use the words uh, orthodox or Catholic, Catholic, small c, meaning Christians everywhere today across the world, orthodoxy thinking of that history passed down. So I think, you know, we we read the Bible, um, but we also read it in the context of the church historic and the church throughout the world today. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, whatever issue we're dealing with, it could be sexuality and gender, um, we want to really, you know, we're reading the Bible, but we're reading it in the context of what does the church set us? historically and how is this engaged with around the world we don't want to just be our own little isolated pocket right. of interpretation right and, and to me that's the the miracle of scripture isn't it that it suits all men in all time and god's word is still holy and powerful and full of wisdom and grace yeah. but also correction absolutely and in some ways that's a lead-in to uh first peter and the, and the witness of the church mm-hmm. um and uh, so I was recently asked to speak to a bunch of college students uh, at a gathering, a regional gathering of leaders of college students, and they assigned me a topic. The topic was biblical evangelism in the context of the local church. And uh, I was happy to participate when I heard the topic. I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm not sure what I have to say on, yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah. And uh, honestly, as I began to search my own feelings, my own my own perspective on it, I thought, you know, I'm probably someone who needs to have a thorough biblical reevaluation mm. of the topic mm-hmm. of evangelism. When uh, when I hear the word evangelism come up, um, a lot of feelings are, are associated with it on my part. Sure. Uh, sometimes I, I feel guilty that I'm not sure. doing enough of whatever right. it is I should be doing. Uh, other times I feel intimidated. I think that uh, the word, in my mind, evangelism starts to bring up pictures of a, a certain type of person who's knows lots and lots of answers and they've got great arguments and they can really, debate anybody oh and right. i don't fit that picture so uh for all of those reasons i can feel a little bit anxious mm-hmm. around this and so uh thankfully i'd already agreed to do the talk before i heard the topic so i had to do research <laughs> you were boxed in yeah and and uh and god's word became alive to me mm-hmm. as i began to study and think through it so uh you know if we were to think about the topic of biblical evangelism there would be two primary passages that people would talk about. And I'm, I'm familiar with these. I became a Christian 22, 23 years ago, and I've heard talks on these types of things. The first would be the Great Commission. Uh, in, the, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus, and before he leaves the disciples at the very end of the book, commissions them to go out and make disciples of all nations. So there's a sending out of the church. 
Um, the second passage, though, that, that's talked about in this this topic would be First Peter chapter three, verse fifteen. It talks about uh, setting apart Christ as Lord in your heart and always being ready to give an answer for mm-hmm. the hope that is found within you. Mm-hmm. So that that word there of, of give an answer, uh, the Greek word is, is something like apologia. And when we talk about apologetics, it's coming from this sort of an idea. We have an answer for our faith. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would say if, if the Great Commission is speaking about a mission for the church, First Peter is, is a little more personal, and it pictures my responsibility and what I'm called to do. So uh, what I did to think about biblical evangelism is, is I just started to look at First Peter as a book hmm. and asked the question, what does the context of First Peter have to do with this command to be ready to give an answer? Uh, we know it's not the, a debate. It's the, not in the well, context of a is, debate. That right? is interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. It talks about the reasonableness of our response, the manner in which we uh, conduct ourselves in the midst of this. Um, but what I found that was most surprising, or most it, it re- well, this surprised me to find it here, but it resonated with my pastoral experience, is that the context of First Peter is not primarily about what an individual does on their own, but how a group of people together give witness. Mm-hmm. So what was what's been very transforming for me is to think about this verse: be ready to give an answer in the context of a group of people or a church giving witness to the reality of Jesus and the hope of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd li- what I'd like to do is just sort of trace out some of those links and talk about how that, how that changes my thinking on what we do. That'd be great. Let's take a – before we delve into that, and we really appreciate the, 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 the preaching, the teaching, Matthew, we'll take a break and to come back and reset. But uh, Matthew Corber is with us, senior pastor at City Reformed Church, talking about First Peter 3 and evangelism. Stay with us. What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and if you have, you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you choose. So if you want to go to Highmark, 
Landmark or UPMC or the Mayo Clinic or Johns Hopkins or wherever, Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and also what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley Financial a call now, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania, 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. The stigma of addiction is destroying lives across the country, preventing our loved ones from getting the help they need. We are Shatterproof a national nonprofit dedicated to ending the stigma and devastation addiction causes families. We are changing laws, creating a community of support, and providing evidence-based resources for prevention, treatment, and recovery. Stigma shatters lives. Rise up against addiction now so another life isn't lost. Get involved at shatterproof.org slash rise up. Guys, we need to remind ourselves that the God of the Bible is not silent. Word FM presents Know the Truths, Philip DeCourcy at the 2018 Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. God has spoken, and He has spoken through His Word, and it's inspired, and it's inerrant, and it's authoritative, and it's breathed out, and it's able to make us wise unto salvation. It's able to make us complete, and it's able to equip us unto every good work. A free event for pastors, October 3rd at Heinz Field. RSVP now at wordfm.com slash pal. Amazon is delivering millions of smiles this season and wants you to come be a part of making it happen. Now hiring night and twilight shifts in Pittsburgh. Apply at amazon.com slash pittsburghjobs. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. For all the many years that we've been doing the ride home with Joan and Kathy, both Kath and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm around after midnight. Low will be 68. Tomorrow starts out with heavy thunderstorms in the area, which can produce locally damaging winds and torrential downpours causing flooding. Showers linger in the afternoon as it turns breezy and cooler. High will be 72. Thursday will stay cool with clouds limiting sun, high 68. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. National One Hit Wonder Day. National, it's a national day. What? Who's this? It's, it's, clear, it's clearly one of the ex-Beatles, but I don't think he was with the Beatles when he did this, right? Oh, this, is, this, oh, this, uh, oh, is it a Beatle? This is Paul McCartney? Is it Paul McCartney? And maybe with the band is, Wings? Oh, is it? Is it Paul McCartney? Close. It's Julian. Oh, oh Julian Lennon. Oh my oh, goodness! It's, it's, it's was, the next generation. I, I, he would have been there at the reunion. Oh my oh, gosh! Anyway, the, no, the, let's give the him another reunion. shot. Oh, okay. My goodness. Oh, nice, Matthew. Okay. What year? Oh wait, we have another one. No, no. no what year? Oh, what year? Julian Lennon, I would think it would have to be late 70s, 1978. 78? No, no. no. Uh, How about 86? Close. 
What's the year? 85. Oh, 85. Julian Lennon. Julia. I felt bad for Julian Lennon. You know, like 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 my celebrity looking in the was window. Was Yoko Ono his mother? No, no. No, this was um This was wasn't this uh Eric Clapton and Oh, yes. Was it, that whole, yes. No, maybe I, not. No, I don't no. know. I don't, I'm all, I'm I'm sort of in the weeds here. Anyway, Matthew Corpus. <laughs> this was all considered oldies by my generation. Right, so exactly. I'm, oh, really? I'm just sure. a little younger. I'm, impre- <laughs> I'm, imp- I'm impressed, though, that you got the uh, you, you got the Beatles thing. Yeah, that was good. I, I like, like it. I like oldies. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Well, you're going to hear a lot of them as a show unfolds. I'll tell you that. National one at Wonder Day. So never uh, in the context of um, biblical teaching has First Peter three and Julian Lennon come up in conversation. <laughs> That's what we, but we Matthew like, Corber. He's we, got the guts to stick with us we here. Li- we like to mix things up on the ride home. That, that's an exciting variety. <laughs> Exciting connection. All right. So, Matt, um, when I was growing up, uh, I got a tote bag. I think I was maybe in fifth grade Mm -hmm. that had the always be ready to make a defense quote on it. Okay. And inside was packed with like a bunch of theological books that I needed to read as I was growing up. That was my... Yeah, that that was your introduction into right. Well, you can tell giving that, an answer. You can tell that there's a, like a heavy reformed influence in my family, Which is, right? As they're giving a, a fifth grader a bunch of books. But that's intimidating as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think there's a place for it. We want to be growing in our knowledge of things, but I think if we view evangelism primarily as digesting a bunch of information that we then use in a debate, it's going to be overwhelming for most people. And dry. And it, it, it could be that as well for many people, right? And ultimately, we all should grow to learn more and, and be, right. be more prepared. Yes. But when we look at when we look at First Peter as a whole, we find that this this calling to give an answer is not the only verse that talks about giving witness. There are others that do as well. And so when we start to see the links between the two, I think it can give us a fuller perspective on what we are called to do as a church as we give witness to Jesus. Uh, in other words, I'm not saying that this dismisses the responsibility of an individual person to learn more. Sure. Of course we should all do that. But I think if that's our primary picture, we can be off the mark. So if, if you allow me here, we'll look back a little earlier in First Peter. Um, when I talked with this passage about this passage with the college students at this retreat, I just I actually photocopied the entire book of First Peter. It's two pages, two mm-hmm. eight and a half by eleven pages. Gave it to everyone, and we we followed it around and looked at some of these connections. And oh. there, there were, I, I I saw at least four big categories of ways this was changing my thinking about evangelism, or at least refining it. Mm. It I, it was challenging me to think about the content of my message, being focused on Jesus. It was challenging me to think about the power of the message being in the living Word of God, and it was also challenging me to remember that that we are people who belong to God. God called us out of darkness into light and that he is at work. That gives great comfort. Yes. Any any one of those things could be a sermon or could be a, a radio discussion. But what I wanted to land on, and, and the big thing we're talking about today, is the sense in which the witness is grounded in the community. So, for instance, in First uh, Peter uh, chapter 2, Beginning in in verse 9, it says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the identity of the people, and in particular, what's going on around this passage is the contrast of having been alone and isolated, now being brought into a new family, to be part of a people, and it's this people belonging to God that proclaims his excellencies. Now, that's a very similar idea to giving a defense. 
we are proclaiming something about the character of God, and we're doing it through and in our community. Now, the reason I wanted to point out some of those other things going on in First Peter is occasionally people will say things. They'll, we swing the pendulum always so far one way or the other, and we say, well, you know, you don't really need to use words if you just live and love people well. Mm-hmm. Sure. That, that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. We, we use words to proclaim Jesus, but the words we use are embedded in a community. Just as the Word of God was incarnational and lived it out, our witness is embedded in the community of believers, in our relationships. So the, here's the here's the couple things we draw from it, and just in sort of to be brief here, I think that explains why First Peter spends so much time talking about the way in which Christians live together. He says, "You are called to be people of mercy." If we have a, a community characterized by mercy, then the witness of a merciful God will make a lot more sense. Because mm-hmm, people can see it. That's right. It has to be lived out. And I, and I would say, you know, to bring this back around to the beginning of what we talked about, challenges we face in communication in our day, it, I think it's more important than ever that we are very aware of how our communication is embodied in the community of believers. Uh, First Peter goes on to tell us other things as well. He says that when, when they see your good works, they will glorify God on the day of visitation. So there is a connection here between the seeing of the actions of the community and God being glorified, presumably by people who hadn't glorified him before. Yes. Right? They've come to glorify him. And, and we can think of many other places in the Bible that say this sort of thing. So again, the argument is not that we replace our words with our works, but that we recognize our work, our words are embedded in a community mm-hmm. and that we, we have to give thought to the community that we're in uh, and how we care for each other. And the second thought is that oftentimes, I think, it, it, realistically, when someone – you talk about someone becoming a Christian and you ask them how did it happen, often – what we see often as a church is it involved a community of people involved the church or small group, a collection of Christians. And where, where I probably used to think years ago that someone you know, had, a, had a great argument, then they became a Christian, and then they entered the church, mm-hmm. what's happening more often is people are entering the community in a place where they can see the character of God's people, the way they relate. They can actually see the things that they're doing mm-hmm. and the way they're living, and the witness is then embodied mm-hmm. in that experience. And then some of the arguments start to make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, and, or or think about, even think about the verse. It says, be ready to give an answer. Mm. That to a question. Someone's asking a question. Yeah. And, and no one questions more than a person who's come into a community where things are different than what they expected, mm-hmm. and they're trying to make sense of what they're seeing. So uh, let me tell a quick story here and uh, related to college students. We heard this testimony at church recently, a, a young woman, college student, sharing about how she came to faith. She was a student at a, a local uh, college in Pittsburgh. Um, she had uh, come from a nominal background, been to church a couple times, first totally community baptism, a few things, her family never prayed together. Uh, She never took it seriously. No one around her took it seriously. But she was in the sort of a a common area of of uh, a dorm, and she could hear two students singing. There were two girls who were part of the local Christian fellowship. They were singing a song they loved together, and they had great voices. (laughs) And she said she was drawn in in ways she couldn't possibly understand before. 
they were proclaiming the excellencies of God, mm. right? They, they, they didn't set out to say, let's, you know, do let's this to Let's proclaim the people. excellencies of no, God. They, they, loved, they loved Jesus. They loved God. And they were, they were doing what was natural. They were singing the songs, maybe even preparing for a, a, a song night at campus fellowship or something like that. So she entered in and, and she began. She was just drawn into what they were doing. And a couple things happened after that. Um, one of them was at some point along the way, they prayed for her. And she said, uh, she said that was the first time in her life anyone had ever prayed for her by name, the very mm-hmm. first time. She heard the prayers in church, but for a person to look her in the eyes and pray for her mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. And the next thing they do is they, they invited her first to a campus fellowship, then to church. And over the period of several months, she was coming and listening and engaging and so it was really a process. And I think for many people, to, you know, if you didn't grow up with this background, if someone's going to come out of the darkness of not knowing anything about Jesus or anything about the Bible, there's going to be a process, mm-hmm. a lot to learn before the pieces fall into place. But for her, that happened in the midst of the community. She was going to a campus fellowship. She was talking with people, reading books, answering. You know, she was asking the questions. She was yeah. engaged. God was doing something. And later, uh, through the again, through the word preached through people sharing the Bible, through all of these things, she came to a place where she said, I, I am ready now to profess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I, I believe and know him. But it wasn't just one person. It was the witness of a community. It was a partnership of a parachurch ministry and a local church. It was people on their own, students in the campus, just being themselves being and, and seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know the other part of it is, is Peter said, set apart Christ in, in your heart as Lord. I mean, they were, they, they were cultivating a love for Jesus and loving the people that were in the midst of their way. So uh, along the way in her story – there were people who, who needed to learn some of – they had some book knowledge, and it helped them. But it was only a piece of the puzzle. It wasn't everything. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and that's the thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, it takes the pressure off. I, I think it can. I think yeah. it can. And uh, when we see the power of God at work, it gives us hope to step out and engage um, and to live together in ways that are, that are authentic and, and life-changing for others. Outstanding. That's a great message. Thanks an awful lot, Matthew. Hey, great. That's great to be here. Thank you. Matthew Corver is a senior pastor at City Reform Church. More information, you can find us online, johnandkathyshow.com. Stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself, are you currently receiving steady paychecks? What about when you're retired? Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retired. Call Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? 
We want to be on the same page. Even when that gets tough. And let's face it, marriage is an up and down. And protect your legacy. One of the greatest gifts that parents can give to their kids is a great marriage relationship. Family Life's Weekend to Remember. It was one of like the best weekends ever. We just want to soak in all this knowledge. It's fun and practical. Immediate help for today. It really helped us. And hope for tomorrow. Because we are fighting all the time. We were struggling and we were looking for anything we could to help. I think there's a perfect balance of laughter and then those really serious moments. The Weekend to Remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North November 2nd and the 9th. Don't think too hard, just do it because you're going to get something good out of this. Wow, this is really making a difference in our marriage. It's very helpful. So fan those romantic flames and take your marriage from good to great. Visit WeekendToRemember.com. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Get triple the clean for half the price. Locally owned Sears Carpet Cleaning on Mary Avenue, Pittsburgh, is offering three rooms professionally cleaned, a $99 value, discount price for shopping club members at just 50 bucks. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Did you guys ever look at each other and say, I'm out, this is enough, this is, just isn't worth it? I'm not going to let false accusations drive us out of, out of this process, and um, you know, we're looking for a fair process where I can be heard and defend the, my integrity, my lifelong record, my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women, starting with the, the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. I'm not going anywhere. That was yesterday, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, who, I was surprised, appeared on Fox News. With Martha McCallum. Yes, and offered a vigorous defense, along with his wife, of the charges against him. Of course, we'll hear more of that on Thursday, we think, on Thursday. Um, it was so uncomfortable to watch. I'm going to die on Thursday. It's just squirming. so... I squirmed it? a lot. Oh, my gosh. Did you not? Yes. When you've got a Supreme Court nominee talking about his virginity... I mean, you go, what, what, where have we fallen into this crazy hole? What has gone on here? Oh, it's just, I don't know. I, in watching the, um, the interview last night, you know, you're trying to, this is what's going to happen on Thursday. You're trying to judge what he's saying and also how he's saying it. Um, I would say that a couple of his responses veered into the legalese vein. Yes, which okay? is probably, what you expect on the from a advice, lawyer. On the advice of counsel, plus he's a lawyer. Right. Um, but I will say that he looked like a man who was absolutely horrified at what had happened to his life. 
What do you think? Yes. At first, I'm watching it. And, of course, you're watching it, you know, uh, at least you and I are, with a a microscope looking for emotion or tells or trying to peel back the cover of what's really going on. Does he look like he's lying? Right. Does he look like he's trying to make an excuse for something? Everyone's playing detective here. Right. Um, He didn't look like he was lying to me. But that's just my judgment. I'm not saying that means he's not lying. I'm just saying you know, that. What, is he, what does even that mean? I don't right? even know. I'm just saying all that is is an opinion. It's just a guess. I'm curious as to why he did it. Why would you do that? What 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 did you gain? I guess that's what – did he gain anything well, from being on Fox? all I can think that perhaps he gained is – I'm just using myself as an example. After watching him, I was more sympathetic to his plight than I was before. Why? Because I think I, you could see on his face and in his voice and in his near, you know, uh, collapse into tears at two spots that he, this is a man who is, as I said tormented. before, really shocked. And, um, you know, when they brought up the, the uh, accusations by Avenatti. <laughs> This Avenatti guy, are you kidding me? Oh, please. That, I, just some, an ambulance some guy called extraordinaire. him the creepy porn lawyer, which is, I well, think, probably uh, the best description of him that we could find. Right. This is a third This like, is a thir- yeah, accusation. But this is not even an accusation. This is like some kind of like situation, I'm using air quotes for that, that he like has brought up in some ethereal context with absolutely no corroboration. If yep. you think the first two instances don't have a lot of corroboration, Avenatti's has less. Anyway, Kavanaugh was like, no. That didn't happen. Well, like he was just horrified that it had gotten to that spot. Anyway, I ended up feeling more sympathetic toward him than I felt before I watched it. So maybe that's what they're going for. You didn't feel that way or you didn't. It didn't change what you thought. I don't. To be honest, I don't know what to think at this point. I really, truly don't. I just thought, well, why was why would you choose to go out on camera when on Thursday he's going to be for a national audience? You know, um, as far as like a legal defense, you're sort of tipping your hand to the people who will be interviewing you, pro and con. So, what? It's like a preview of coming attractions. I, I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Plus, more than anything. I was horrified for his poor wife. I know. I mean, there you are on national television offering a defense of your husband's integrity sexually, and you're talking about talking to your children about this. Especially when you've seen how many wives stand up for their cheating husbands. You know what I mean? We've we've seen that, you know, the last 10 years have been been littered with that. So, you know, that's a horrible position to put her in. I don't know. I it physically what hurt. It physically cr- hurt to watch. It surely did. And that, that, okay, that, so then you have a nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States, and then today's latest debacle is once beloved, who did not love in his prime, Bill Cosby, has now been sentenced to prison for three to ten years. I mean, we have fallen off a cliff. I, listen, I really deeply appreciate the Me Too movement. It is long past overdue. There is certainly a reckoning that men have to understand. There's no doubt about that. But to see it all unfold in real time I know. is shocking. And I wonder if the case against Kavanaugh, which, by the way, is based on hardly anything. Okay, let me just say that. It's not. Oh, there we I'm go. telling you, it is based on hardly anything. If you believe her, that's fine. You're totally allowed to believe her. But I'm just saying that there, we just don't have any evidence yet. There is zero evidence. Okay. But um, – if you look at at this at this scenario, you recognize that we, I think, are reaping the 
many decades of men in America behaving badly. Yes. I mean, what's And I think that's all being deposited right now on the, the front doorstep. Yep, of Judge Kavanaugh. And what's shocking is, you know, I mean, was it two I mean, how many years ago was Mad Mad Men all the rage of, right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, AMC. Right. And you look at the treatment of women in that Dear. that miniseries and you think, holy smokes. And, and what you're saying, it's come to fruition mm-hmm. all those decades. Yep. But like, what? so we're going to make him our scapegoat? So we're going to throw all of our I'm cultural sins on him that. and we're we going to throw, throw him out of the community no, so he can no, run no, out no. into the woods and we can feel he like... He may it. be guilty. We don't know. Don't say scapegoat because I, he may he may have... no. Right, but I'm saying that if if we're linking it like you and I are to the guilt of our culture, we have to make sure that we realize what we're doing. Take a break, come back, stick around. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. We get a lot more ahead. Good news. You are not stuck with your health care plan. Really. You have a choice, and it's a great one. It's called MediShare, and if you've heard about it and wondered what exactly it is, it's a way that people share their health care bills, and these are people who have a common faith, who want to be part of something beautiful that not only meets their health care needs, but the needs of others, too, and it's people who love to save money big time. MediShare members typically save $500 a month per family on their health care costs. That is a life changer for people. So this could be for you. Maybe it's what you've been looking for, a way to pay health care bills that's not only very smart financially, but it's even profound. MediShare is a nonprofit with 400,000 members nationwide who pray for and share with each other. So yes, you're not stuck. There's another way, and it could save you a lot. Hit star star 734 to find out how much you can save on your health care. Message and data rates may apply. That's star star 734. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. <laughs> oh, come on. No, that's, see, <laughs> no, that's, that's what it's like. No. I, no, that's what it's like. I, we're, I, all tr- we're all... Playing like amateur investigator. No, yeah, that's what it's like. Seriously, I mean, all right, I, listen to I, this. I don't think you should make light of it. No, listen, we're not making light of it. 
you have to come on. You have to maintain some sense of lightness, uh, or you're going to lose I, your mind. I, I, okay, this is the thing possible. that's going to push you over the edge. Oh, great. <laughs> You were feeling emotionally healthy until I tell you this. Not really. Here's the latest read of uh, several people who would be progressive or left-leaning in regards to the Kavanaugh case. Mm-hmm. At, at one particularly cringeworthy moment of yesterday's interview with um, with uh, Marcia, Martha McCallum on uh, Fox News, yeah. Judge Kavanaugh actually had to come out and say that he was a virgin when he was... <laughs> In high school and for many years thereafter. And as we were talking about it, I thought, I can't believe we're talking about this. But the progressive read on that is, well, of course, that proves that he's guilty. Why? Because he was so sexually repressed that that was the only, oh my that was the only action available to him. Really? That he acted out in a perverted way because he was a virgin. It would have been better if he'd have had sex because then that way he would have freed Absolutely. himself from the tyranny Absolutely. of the restraints of sex. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Christian. Jennifer Rubin. That's, I, I, that's my, that's my uh, free interpretation. Who's of Jennifer term. Rubin? She's a commentator on Twitter. Oh, my goodness gracious. Heaven help us. Seriously. I mean, can you, is that the no. worst possible read on that circumstance or life decision or whatever you could possibly get? At some point, is, you, I just don't want to read or watch anything. I really don't. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Republicans have chosen an outside counsel to question Christine Blasey Ford at Thursday's Judiciary Committee hearing. We have hired a female assistant. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. We want this hearing to be handled very professionally, not a political sideshow like you saw the uh, put on by the Democrats when they were questioning uh, Judge Kavanaugh. Democrat leader Chuck Schumer. It's sort of very interesting that our Republican colleagues who want to rush this through are afraid to question uh, Dr. Ford themselves. And, Schumer adds, Democrats will be asking their own questions. And that's Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down by 70 points. It closed at 26,492 NASDAQ Composite Index rose by 14 points, and the S&P declined 4. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 
We've been very honored to win the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for Business Ethics three times, which is great. Energy Swing Windows, Steve Rennekamp. But we were recently recognized with an award that was totally unsolicited. It's called the Best of the Best Award. Uh, this is an award you don't apply for. And the organization that does this selects companies that have great reputations in the marketplace. They look at your online reviews. They look at your website. They look at Better Business Bureau reports. They look at a whole variety of things and they determine if you fit the criteria of being the best of the best. And fortunately, uh, they thought we did. There's a very short video on the front page of our website that talks about this award and the way we do business and why we received it. Energy Swing, best of the best. Right now, Word FM listeners get 5% off over and above any current offers on windows and doors and $1,200 off any basement finishing project. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. In addition to counseling and spiritual direction services, the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute offers educational opportunities in psychology of religion, domestic violence, spiritual integration, art therapy, addiction, dialectical behavioral therapy, and trauma. Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute offers an interfaith-friendly environment to help heal and educate. Continuing education credits are available. To learn more, click on events at pittsburghpastoralinstitute.org. Let's think about customization presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your auto insurance so you only pay for what you need. So why aren't more things in life customizable? Why isn't a burger cheaper when you ask for no onions? I don't want them. So shouldn't you deduct the price of the onions? Right? Otherwise, I'm paying for the onions, but I'm not receiving any onions. Go to LibertyMutual.com for a customized quote and you could save. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates. Equal housing insurer. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm around after midnight. Level will be 68. Tomorrow starts out with heavy thunderstorms in the area, which can produce locally damaging winds and torrential downpours causing flooding. Showers linger in the afternoon as it turns breezy and cooler. High will be 72. Thursday will stay cool with clouds limiting sun. High 68. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. It's like rain is uh, washing through the area. Like Torrential we, downpours is we what we're rain. supposed to be expecting. It's been so dry lately. Really just glad we have this rain. Is that right? <laughs> I'm freezing. Yeah. I'm wearing a long sleeve. I'm, fr- I'm not freezing. No. I'm, you know, with the air conditioning and the cold outside, it's, oh. it's too much. Did you watch well, the game last night? I wanted to go to bed at halftime. Yeah. Okay, because I had to get up very early this morning. So I thought... Look, I'm just going to be satisfied where I, where we are at the half. I'll go up and listen to it on the radio, and I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow. No, 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 no. You cannot do that. I couldn't go to bed. No, that was a great first half. I could not go to bed. I couldn't. So I stayed up and watched every last minute of it. Good. Vance McDonald, my new hero. Oh, my goodness new gracious. New American hero. Easy first down. Vance McDonald, and he keeps his footing. Can he get there? 75-yard touchdown, Vance McDonald. Are you kidding me? Wow. 
He just ran over Chris Conte. Yeah, just punish him. I mean, I inflict as much force on him as possible. That's the first thing I think of. Were you aiming specifically for a hard leg first? Yeah, it's just simple. To just crush him. Yeah, that's what I was aiming for. Stiff arm. We've been waiting for him to get going. He's had an injury. Look at that. Right there. Goes him out of the club. That was rough, wasn't it? If you're a Steeler fan, did you love that play or not? Oh my gosh, yeah. Because I kept rewinding it. What is the roughing the passer deal? Oh my gosh. What's going on there? That is just crazy. So to see Vance McDonald on the flip side of that, I go, oh, it looks like they're playing some football. Right. I'm telling you, the NFL is unknowable. What all the rule changes you kind of go. Remember how last year we didn't know what a touchdown was? Right. Now we don't know what a personal foul is. We don't know what a sack is. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. How about the, how about the, the guy, the, the defensive lineman for Tampa who was apologizing to Ben (laughs) as he was tackling him? Oh, no, no, no. So, so sorry. Because he knows he's going to get a flag and he's like, oh, crap. So, because you can't, how are you supposed to stop your forward motion? You don't. I don't know. I, so it's like that video, that little uh, Facebook viral thing of, of the father and daughter playing. Have you seen that? Huh. Oh well, like the, uh, it's a father and daughter like in the backyard, and the father father chases, you know, c- comes in across the line towards his daughter. He's then he picks her up and gently lays her down on the grass, pulls a pillow out from under his back, <laughs> lays her head down, then he kisses her forehead. And that's the new... That's what she has to do. <laughs> exactly. That's how you safely tackle. Now, look, obviously they've gone to the extreme, but in many ways, the, the rule is well-meaning, right? You don't want to crush these it's guys. It's very well-meaning. What right? But what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a violent sport at heart, a violent sport safe. And I don't... No, I don't think it's possible to make a violent sport safe. I mean, no. I appreciate the fact that they're making attempts to do it, but I just don't know if it's salvageable if you're looking for safety. Right. Well, thank you. you. I just had to sneeze there. The Vance McDonald thing, though, was every. I mean, that's going to be that's good stuff. A GIF forever. Oh, it oh, sure yeah. is. I mean, it is just it's all over because, here. like, when you think of stiff arm, you know, you kind of think of like the Heisman Trophy, that kind of like right. that look. Right. You know, this was way beyond Heisman. Oh man, this the, was forced. What did he say? I wanted to inflict damage. I wanted to inflict damage. Mm-hmm. Is that what he said? You feel bad. Who was the guy who got Chris Conti? Oh, you feel bad. That, punish him. I mean, I'd inflict as much force on him as possible. Inflict, inflict as much force on him. Well, he clearly did. Possible. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, poor Chris Conte. He's going to be hating himself. Oh, it's a sad It's thing. like all the goalies that got beaten by Lemieux. You yeah. think, oh, no, that's going to be on like a it's highlight reel for decades. Or whenever, when do they show, you know, like, when do the team sit down and watch game film? And you think, oh, that no, poor guy no. puts his head down and everybody hoots and hollers and yells at him. And it's going to be That's awful. rough. So it was a good game because it was sort of typical Steelers. You know, they yeah, start one went, way and end another and then, way. What, they almost gave it up, They you sure mean? did. Oh, that was scary, wasn't it? It really was. But we won. Well, a win's we did. A win. One, one, and one. Who would have thought? <laughs> I don't ever remember that being a Steeler record. No. One, one, and one. The, but I'm happy for it. What do you think? Uh, uh, Sunday, we're playing the Ravens, aren't we? Yep. Yeah. That's going to be ugly. They've looked very good this year. Have they? Yeah. I thought they got their first. Are they, are they no, two they, wins? Yeah, they have. Two, well, they've played three games, right? Think, Unless they have lost already. at least. They've lost at least one game. I know that. Oh, did they? Yeah. Because they completely crushed the Buffalo Bills okay. the first week. And then uh, they won Sunday. I don't know who they played in the middle week there. So they're playing Sunday night. No. What? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I apologize. Thank you. Apologizing for what? I'll take it, though. They play at Sunday night yeah. at 8.20 p.m. Thank you. That's my preferred time for a game. Sunday night? Yeah. My preferred time is Sunday at 4 o'clock. 
Oh, okay. Which they hardly ever play. Yeah. Right, right. No, I don't mind a Sunday night game. I like a nighttime game. Okay. Because then you do your thing during the day, right? You got, you know, and then you just get that. John, who doesn't like to be, you know, tied down by any commitments whatsoever. <laughs> no, in no, his no, Sunday no, no, no. Right. Sunday, I don't want, Sunday's no. like a really great day. No, I, I, I love Sunday. So why, why, I mess up at a one o'clock kickoff. I mean, uh, I, just uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well good, said, John. So good news well for said. the Steelers, yeah, but also good news for the Pirates. For pe- no, well, it is good news for the Pirates. Well, let me, and let me tell ending. you this: that's the good news. No, 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 no. The good news is that pirate pitching in the last. 12, 15 games has been so fabulous. It doesn't matter. It does matter for next year. No, it doesn't. Yes, no, it that's does. A, that's a hollow oh, vessel. Oh, come what? on. You're excited John. about, oh, wait till next year. I feel good about that. Please, don't even go there. You've got a whole cadre of young pitchers that look absolutely <laughs> terrific. Oh, yeah, sure. Everybody looks good at the end they of the season. They look terrific. Mm-hmm. They, no, they're supposed to look bad at the end of the season. The fact mm-hmm. that they look good at the end of the season is, is a great... Is a great look forward for it's the next. It's a team that's three games over 500. We're supposed to be excited by that, please. Don't I didn't even go say there. be excited for the team. I said, wait, you're not going to be excited about Tyon. I'm fine with Tyon. You great. should be super excited about Tyon. Look They're, how he's pitching. They stink. This is a bad team. I'm not talking and about Jay the Hay's team. Gone. I'm talking about Tyon. Are you not excited about Tyon? Are fine. you not excited about Trevor Williams? No, I'm not. I'm not excited about baseball in general. I and think especially that about you, the Pirate organization. You, you get, no. I'm not. I'm just not. It's you just, need, you know, but you need to rejoice in the pitching we have. Chris rejoicing. Archer has gotten his act together. If Chris, if Chris Archer would have pitched like he's pitching now when mm-hmm. he came, this would be a whole different ballgame. Yes, Pigs could fly. Be a great air, you know, great universe. That's the same thing. I'm excited about pirate pitching. Good. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, right, Chad nice. Cool, unfortunately, will be out for all of next season. Talk to me on opening day next year. All right. I feel good about it. I feel started. good. It's. I wonder who's going to be the opening day pitcher. Who cares? It's going to be. It's going to be Tyon. We got a lot. And I'm going to be excited about it. You know what to be excited it's about? Be a if great you're a sports fan, what you're excited about? The start of Penguin season. Okay, yes. that's fine. That's Amen. what you're. That's and what you're going to be excited about. about pirate pitching. I don't think so. Also excited because Pittsburgh has been named one of the top twenty coffee cities in America. Now you're not a coffee drinker. Nope. That's very nice. Okay, today. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. National Coffee Day is Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, this coming Saturday. Yeah, this is from uh, today's PG Daniel Oconta. Uh, Pittsburgh apparently ranks 18th. Among the 100 largest U.S. cities across 14 criteria of coffee scenes and coffee culture, according to Wallet Hub in its 2018 Best Coffee Cities in America. New York City, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, Los Angeles took the top five spots, respectively, in the survey scoring between 54 and 67 points. Pittsburgh scored 39.9 points just behind Austin, Texas. What? Coffee is not your average beverage. The brewed refreshment grew popular out of a desire for America to be more independent of its mother country, Great Britain. Once coined a patriotic staple, coffee has evolved into a market now valued at $48 billion in the United States. Key metrics in the Wallet Hub study include the average price per pack of coffee, coffee shops per capita, mm-hmm. share of coffee drinkers, and average spending on coffee per household from these main findings. Pittsburgh ranks well above average. Its most notable ranking is for affordable coffee shops. Mm -hmm. Coffee houses and cafes rated at 4.5 stars per capita, which put Pittsburgh at eighth place overall for 2018. That's admirable. Yeah. uh, Good. uh, It's better than the Pirates. Is there? I was talking about the pitching. Mm Mm-hmm. It is better than the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite coffee shop in Pittsburgh? Do you have our favorite coffee place in Pittsburgh? You're not a coffee. So when you go to like when someone says let's go to Starbucks, which I don't, I'm not a big Starbucks fan. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I like these Starbucks specialty things. What does that mean? With you, well, you know, like, like you know, the frappuccino. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody what, what are you likes doing a frappuccino. The lemonade? I like a frappuccino. What are you doing? But the I lemonade just want to thing? fit in my pants. No, I do the unsweetened tea. Okay. At a, here's the thing that I've noticed as a tea drinker and a tea lover is that most places that have really good coffee will have good tea also. Yeah. That's just been my experience. So whenever someone says I want to go for coffee, I'm always happy to go. Sure. And I'll just go get some tea. Happy to go. There. Happy to do it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite coffee place? I don't. No. Okay. Um, I used to love the Beehive, but you know the Beehive's going out of business. Oh, mm-hmm. and was it still on Carson Street? After yeah, all this time? for there forever okay. and ever and ever. Yeah, but they, you know, I guess sort of squeezed out by uh, the big nationals. How about uh, the first coffee shop I used to hang out in was a uh, 61C on Murray Avenue in Squirrel mm-hmm. Hill, Not and now there's apparently there's a 61B. No, the, the 61B, 61C, of course, are port buses. authority buses. But yeah, but 61C was like, you know, pre-Starbucks, I think. Do you hang out in any coffee shops, Mike? Oh, yes. Do you? Do you wear a beret? Oh, yeah. You should. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go to Anchor and Anvil. What? In Ben Avon. It's on Church Avenue. Mm. It's amazing. Anchor? Anchor and Anvil. Oh, they sound like heavy things. That sure does. It's right next to the, uh, the, the um, fire department. Oh, right. And I love the atmosphere really? there. It's a yeah. really nice atmosphere. What about, uh, and everything. what about a coffee mug? Do you like a large mug or a like a regular twelve ounce mug? Because I like a you know one of those. Well, look, this is my mug. That's a. It's big. It's a it's a decent size. It's, it's not large. gigantic. It's no, not but it's seen. but it's pretty big. It's probably sixteen ounces. Yeah, it's pretty big. That's a large mug. It's a mm-hmm. nice mug. Mm-hmm. Above above average size. I do not mm-hmm. like a small mug. No, I understand feel that. Cheated. I understand that. I I like um, a large glass at all times. Yeah, a glass, a glass yeah. glass. Uh, I like a glass glass. Mm, me too. I really don't. You know, I drink out of plastic because I when I carry a water bottle everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I'm used to that. When I'm at home, you got to go right for the glass. <laughs> I agree. Definitely. Love glasses. We're pro glass here on the ride home with John and Kathy. <laughs> just want, just want to let you know. Hey, it's also National One Hit Wonder Day. Uh, this is Danny Boy. No, it's not. Oh, this is Come On Eileen. Wait, uh, this is, um, first of all, I'm going to say this was uh, 1984, and it was Dixie Dexie's Midnight Runners. Was I right with the year? 1982. Oh, 82. But you did get the, you get, you did get the, uh, the band name, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's a weird band name. It's a weird song. I don't have really like an emotional connection to it. If you have an emotional connection to this, I think you probably would it's have a one problem. It's a one-hit wonder. It's played at a lot of weddings. What? Yeah. yeah. Why? It's Why? a big wedding It's a party song. song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really? Everyone goes crazy over this. With like a Love Shack and, uh-huh. and oh, uh, Love Shack. you know, that old-time rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bob Seger. Yeah, I hate that song. I like that. Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> You're rough. I know. Take your tea. Take your tea there, lady. <laughs> and your pirates. <laughs> Coming up next, the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation process goes on. He uh, spoke for himself yesterday. He and his wife were on Fox News. We'll talk about it. Coming up next, today's ride home. WORD. Your station for Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Honor the earthly authority even if it hurts 
because we have a testimony, a reason that we are living in the society. Our self-awareness of our purpose is to be overriding our self-interest. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. I know many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. And if you have, then you know that Marley was the first and still the best option for individual health insurance because they provide both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But did you know that now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you choose. So if you want to go to Highmark or UPMC, Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, wherever, Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley a call now, 724-884-1496, and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? We want to be on the same page. Even when that gets tough. And let's face it, marriage is an up and down. And protect your legacy. One of the greatest gifts that parents can give to their kids is a great marriage relationship. Family Life's Weekend to Remember. It was one of like the best weekends ever. We just want to soak in all this knowledge. It's fun and practical. Immediate help for today. It really helped us. And hope for tomorrow. Because we are fighting. All the time. We were struggling and we were looking for anything we could to help. I think there's a perfect balance of laughter and then those really serious moments. The Weekend to Remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North November 2nd and the 9th. Don't think too hard, just do it because you're going to get something good out of this. Wow, this is really making a difference in our marriage. It's very helpful. So fan those romantic flames and take your marriage from good to great. Visit WeekendToRemember.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. I got your number. I need to make you mine. Eight six seven five three nine. No idea who this was. I don't know. Really? No idea. Every time I hear the song, I feel bad for the person who has eight six seven five three zero nine. Because everyone's calling that number. Yeah, yeah. And have been now for 30 years. Probably called that number like 80 times when I was a teenager. You did. Right. Can I speak to Jenny, please? Where's Jenny? No, she's not here. That's Tommy Tommy Two-Tone. Tommy Tommy Two-Tone? Yeah. What? You know what year? 
Four. Three. No. Eighty-one. Hey. Oh, Eighty-one. 81. All right. Tommy Two Tone. Okay. Well, I think that's a. Hopefully, that made Tommy Two Tone a little chunk that he was able to buy a house or two. Right. I'm sure. Hopefully. Again, if he signed the right agreements with the record company. I don't know. One song is one song. I don't know. Those record companies. We just gave him five five cents. We did. We we? gave him five cents by playing it on the (laughs) show today. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Celebrating National One Hit Wonder Mm -hmm. Day. Mm -hmm. All right. So the Brett Kavanaugh story goes on. Uh, He appeared for the first time personally since the allegations surfaced yesterday martha mccallum's show on fox news Big mistake. Um, was the setting for he and his wife to talk about the allegations and for him to ask plead uh, for a chance to explain his perspective and defend his honor and his integrity right so so this is really interesting i think for a lot of people you know you know you and mike and i we're, we're solidly you know middle class people brett kavanaugh grew up you know Upper middle class. I don't know if it's middle class. I mean, he was one of the elites, and he still is one of the elites. And so that perspective of a high school kid surrounded by privilege and luxury and entitlement, that's something that's weird, that's kind of twisted. And I think you see that in the yearbook postings and in the drunkenness and all that sort of crazy debauchery. Okay, so the yearbook postings are something that has come out. But I went back and read his yearbook thing like a week ago. Yeah. The very first – Wait, wait. These very first allegations You saw his yearbook? Yeah. Where did you see his yearbook? I went online and just Googled Brett Kavanaugh's yearbook. I lost my yearbook like 30 years ago. I wish I could find mine online. This was like a year – I mean this was like a week ago. Listen, it doesn't sound any Crazy? different well, than is, any other than a lot of guys I went to high school. What with. about this woman that they made fun of? There was, there's no, there's, they're not making. I don't know if they're making fun of her or not. No Sounds one knows like what it. it means. You know how you have code when you're in high school, yeah, right? Yeah. You think that they're making fun of her because that's what people have been blogging that he was doing. Well, but you something don't know was going for, on there. They all sort of, some, made, you know, a, a little circle of friends made comments about this woman. Right. So What's about what? I, you know, I'm part of the club, or you so. Know, what does that mean? When I I need a date, I call blah blah blah. So what does that mean? I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems you don't odd and weird. No, but you don't know. The problem is everybody who's commenting about it on Twitter acts like they do know. Oh yeah, we know exactly what that means. Well, you know what? I'd like to go back and see your yearbook page. I wish you could find mine. I'd really it... like to see oh, all the go. idiotic things you put on your yearbook page. My sister threw. I mine just out. think this is. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. stupid. It's not stupid. I think it's stupid. I don't I think, think it is. I think the yearbook page is idiotic. Well. Not caring every... about somebody's yearbook page. Look, if we're talking about a guy's virginity. I think, can't imagine why a yearbook page is that far of a throw. It's not. I just think the okay? whole – it's just so ridiculous. Look, all I want to know is is the allegation – Something that has evidence supporting it. Is the so guy that, fit so for the Supreme we, Court? So that we can decide. I don't care what the guy's yearbook photo said. I don't care how many papers this woman has published. I don't care about any of that. I just want to know what happened. I guess we'll find out on Thursday. Or we'll find out some vestige of the story. Or we'll never find out. We're going to find out something, don't you think? No, I think we're all going to make emotional decisions based on the people we believe. And I think that's a lousy way to pick a Supreme Court. What time is the hearing, whatever it's called? No idea. They've not announced that? I don't know. They may have announced it, but I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't have any idea. I don't think they've even talked about that yet, about you know the viewing times. What if it's on during four to six? Then what are we going to do? Cancel the show so we can watch the TV? Yes. I hope not. No, 
kidding. We would no. not do that. But I'll tell you what, we'd have it on here and we'd be giving you a play-by-play. Oh, that's Every horrible. single minute of it. Every single minute. Oh, my goodness. All right, so when you watched him on TV last night, John. I squirmed okay. like a puppy wanting to just get away because – Talk about uncomfortable. I, I still do not understand what the point was. Why Why would you do that? Why would you go on network television well, two days okay. or three days First before all, you were supposed to appear on I have no idea television. what the strategy was. I have no idea. But imagine poor. if millions of people were talking about you and your personal life and saying things. Horrible. Let's, let's just say that they were saying things that were incorrect about you, impugning you, impugning your wife, impugning your children, your parents, Sweet your bad. whole thing. Wouldn't you be absolutely desperate to just say something in your own defense? Knowing that I would be before the nation and the world in three days, I think you would just hold back a little bit. Nope. I think you get sucked into something that really didn't do him a whole heck of a lot of good. Not that it hurt him. I don't think it hurt him. But I don't think it helped him. So I don't understand why you drag your wife into this. See, I think it did help him. You do? Only because I'm just judging by my own reaction is that I am still not on anybody's side. He looked totally I, freaked out. Because I don't know what I don't know what happened. All I want is evidence for someone to help me to understand what happened in no, this No, wait. So you're saying you're not leaning. Okay. Because so, people are say, already opining. I know what happened. He's guilty. Or No. Uh, you this know, is she, what I'm saying is I am absolutely against any perspective that says that she's right you're against any perspective yes, Why because we have no reason to believe that she's right we have reason to believe that she's making an allegation we have no reason to believe that she's telling the truth we don't know we don't know so my problem right now is i'm not necessarily defending him i guess in some ways i am but i i'm just disturbed by the overall tenor of this American perspective that we're just absolutely believing her for no other reason other than she made an allegation. There's I don't know. no reason to believe her. At this point, I don't have any reason to not to, to not believe her. Right. So but you also don't have any reason to believe her I because mean, you don't know anything. Clearly, right? uh, I don't think this is some manipulation by some, you know, gigantic dark state democratic machine. I don't think that that's the case. I don't. I really Even don't. Even based on the timing of this. I I think that's Diane Feinstein being a boob, seriously, and holding this information back inappropriately. You don't think that the New Yorker story is a? I think that's a that's a whole other story. I mean, that's just a pile of BS. But you know that was given to the New Yorker by the yeah. DNC. That's a whole other story. But th- you know the doctor's story. You know Doctor Ford's story. I have no idea. There, could there be some truth to that? Obviously, sure, of course there could doubt. be. Does she have an axe to grind? I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, you're hearing all these, oh, well, you know, she was working for a company that was, you know, involved in uh, abortion, you know, uh, drug things. I don't think that's part of it either. Everyone's drilling down to some weird conspiracy here. Maybe the facts are the facts that, in, in fact, that she herself was abused and she did see this rise to power and thought, I better speak up because I think this mm-hmm. guy's a hypocrite. Right. I just wish that she would have spoken up a lot earlier than now. I don't think it matters. Oh, I think the it matters. The facts are a lot. out there right now. So But there aren't any facts. Course. That's no, the problem. But things are taking their their natural course. Right, but what, whether it's the eleventh hour or at one o'clock, it's it's happening. You know, the thing have has a yeah, life but, of its own right now. But that's what I mean. It has a life of its own. It's totally detached from any type of data, any type of evidence. Why, why can there be data? How well, can there be data? So why is everybody so sure she's right? I, I don't know why they're so sure she's right. Because there's no evidence. It's just an Because we want to believe decision. what we want to believe. Right. That's what it is. Yes. We want to believe what we want to believe. And one of the things I think is feeding into this is people who are 
on the progressive left, I believe, and if you're on the progressive left, I would love for you to tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, but I think they tend to distrust men who are against abortion. Uh, uh, Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think – I think For that, sure. I think that's part. I think that the Roe versus Wade thing is room, looming so largely. Do you think this is behind this? Yes, absolutely. That Brett Kavanaugh somehow would tip the scales. Yes. to say oh, abortion is now yes verboten. Of course, though. Let me say again for the umpteenth time that the U.S. Supreme Court, <laughs> of course, will never make abortion illegal. It'll go back to the states. The only thing it would do was if they would, for some reason, over some case that was presented to them, overturn Roe versus Wade, it would just go back to the states. And every state would decide on their own, which is the way it was before it w- yes. there was Roe versus Wade. Don't you know this, though? This time next week, will this affair be settled? I hope so. I believe it will. I hope so. One way or another. But I hope it's settled with some type of corroboration, that it's not just her word against his word. How, how can you find that? There's no way. Know. I don't believe that that's well, going to happen. Well, if there is no corroboration, in my mind, from my perspective, there, sh- there is no case. My guess is this: there will, there will be no bombshell that will be presented on Thursday. And then either Friday or early next week, there'll be a vote. And I believe that Brett Kavanaugh will be put on to the Supreme Court. I truly believe that's what's going to happen. Okay. All right. I'll... Is that a good thing? I don't know. I don't know either. I am happy that this woman is having her day in court. Day in court. Whether it's um, not a day in court or but not. But I am disturbed by the fact that she's allowed to have her day in court simply by making an allegation because that could happen to you. That could happen to Mike. Yeah. That could happen to any guy. Any guy in the world. Some woman from your past of course. could come up and say, this is what it is, with no evidence whatsoever, with no data, and with no corroboration, and they could ruin you and everything you've built forever. But the difference is, I'm not trying to be on the Supreme Court. Mike may be, but, but, but we're no, not. But, There's but, a di- there is a difference. Okay, but There's here, a higher standard here, a much higher standard. Okay, so that means, but so she can, just by alleging it, she can make it not happen. She can cause, she can bring this into question. Is that really what we want to encourage in America? If, in fact, this is the truth, then she should speak out. Okay, if there is no corroboration of her story. If, if there there's is, no corroboration, if, no. Okay. But she should be able to speak what she believes happened to her, right. if that, in fact, is the truth. And okay. I, We'll find out, won't we? Hopefully we will. I don't know. I'm afraid we're not going to. Let's play some cheery music. Hey, look, we're lighting up the lead. Hey, everything's all bright and funny. Okay, we'll be back in a few minutes. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. 
you're serious about wanting to be your own boss and if you're serious about wanting to succeed, your very first phone call should be to Vanguard. Rob Thomas is living proof of how quickly you can grow with Vanguard Cleaning Systems' proven model of success. That's shocking, ain't it? Shock me. <laughs> when I started, it was me and my brother on the truck. Now, I got two company trucks, eight people that work for me, and I got an office on Braddock Avenue. And that's in a year and a half. They give me my first contract, a company down on the North Shore. The next thing you know, one turn to two, two turn to three, three turn to ten. Because they got good reviews about my work. It makes me feel like I'm making a difference. The trainer was good. You get a lot of one-on-one time, FaceTime. And it's not like you go through training and that's it. They're always a phone call away. You want to go to Vanguard because they're going to put you in the best position to succeed. With Vanguard backing you, sky's the limit. To start your own janitorial business or expand your current one, call Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Western PA, 724-870-4120. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm around after midnight. It will be 68. Tomorrow starts out with heavy thunderstorms in the area, which can produce locally damaging winds and uh, torrential downpours causing flooding. Showers linger in the afternoon as it turns breezy and cooler. High will be 72. Thursday will stay cool with clouds limiting sun. High 68. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. I'm sorry, what's that? Another classic wedding song. Is it really? We can Everybody dance. wants to do the safety dance. You know why? Because it's so safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, what year? 85. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, 84. Wrong. Try again. 83. Close. 82. 82. Okay, the, the band. band. Uh, I have no idea. Wait, safety dance. Uh, I can't, I don't know who it was. Men without hats. Men without hats. This is around the same time of men at work. Right, there were a lot of men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some had hats, some didn't. The men at work is Who Can It Be Now? Who Can It Be Now? Which I loved that song. Didn't they also do the song about Australia? Yes. But, uh, yeah, because they are Australian. Right. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. I can't think of what that song about Australia <laughs> Who can was. Who it be now? Uh, uh, What's the uh, song about uh, Australia? Uh, uh, 
I don't know that. Mike, do you know that Something song? about Down Under. Oh, I Come From the Land Down yes. Under. Yeah, that's fun at work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, they, they, you can't bring them into the conversation because they weren't a one-hit wonder. No, no, they, they had, weren't. They were the several hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they did fine. But Men Without Hats, I believe this was their only foray into the top mm-hmm. ten. You can dance if you want to. Uh, yeah, it's one-hit wonder day here. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, okay, uh, it's millennials. You are not a millennial? I am not. I, I am just, am not. Mike... Mike's Mike, a you're a millennial. You're on the you're right at the older edge of the being a millennial. I think. Yes. Yes. I'm okay. an old millennial. No, millennials are always uh, blamed for a lot of things, and rightfully so. We'd yeah. like to blame Mike for some things. Yeah. Uh, millennials apparently uh, are poor tippers at restaurants. Mike. Uh, they've great somehow tipper. messed up mayonnaise. Mike. I love mayonnaise. Uh, but now Americans under the age of 45 have found something to be very proud of, which is that there's a new study um, out from the University of Maryland, which says this: millennials have forced the United States divorce rate to drop 18% from 2008 to 2016. That's right. How about that? Good job, Mike. Very nice. Susan Brown, a sociology professor at Bowling Green University, called this change particularly striking, told the Chicago Tribune that young married couples give off characteristics that signal a sustained, sustained decline of the divorce rate. Um, it's because the married population is getting older. Marriage is more and more an achievement of status rather than something people do regardless of how they're doing. How about that? Take notes, world. You can learn something from a, from a millennial. Oh, I feel better about Very it. Very good. 18% good job being decline. married, Mike. Thanks. Very good job. How long Mike. have you been married? Four years. All nice, right. Nice, Mike. Mm-hmm. Good job. I love it. Upward mobility. Changed my life. For sure. Well, you In a good way. Ours. Well, yeah. you married well. You I sure did. did. I definitely married up. As did she. Mrs. Oh, New Mike. You. Um, Too kind. Okay, so that's a really good statistic, and I'm very happy to hear that. However, oh no, are you oh. going to make me? Well, no, no, no. I'm just. I'm thinking well, about this. Can we just close out no, the no, segment? No, wait, wait. Being just happy. One, yes. one quick thing. What percentage of people are getting married today versus other generations? Right. Most people are cohabitating. Would I don't you not think say? most people are I'm, cohabitating. I believe. I would uh, maybe yeah. most people are cohabitating. What's the percentage? So. Of yeah. percentage who are living together as opposed to people who are getting married yeah. in that same time frame? Yeah. Just kind of curious about that. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay, John ruined it. I was going to sorry. Way to go, John. Buzz kill. Thanks for making my look Johnny. bad again. Okay, thanks a lot. Just eat your mayonnaise. We started out with the safety dance. Yep. Hugh Ross is with us in a couple of minutes. He's Hugh would have loved to hear story. safety dance. I bet that's one of his favorites. <laughs> WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. 
we tried to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from four and a half to 40%. So we tried to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. People look at me like I'm crazy when I say to them, I had a great time this morning with my dentist. The reviews are in and patients are raving about Dr. Megan Stock. She's just wonderful and it's such a joy to go in there and they look at you like it's a joy to go to the dentist. I said, well, you don't know my dentist and you should switch over. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. It's a wonderful experience and she does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. At Dell, we know running a small business takes hard work. As a thank you, during the Dell annual sale, we're offering up to 40% off select PCs with Intel Core processors and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-BY-DELL to speak with a small business technology advisor today. That's 877-BY-DELL. Special financing available to qualified business customers when using Dell Business Credit. Go to dell.com slash promos for details. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be. This is a great song. That's one hit. National One Hit Wonder Day. Who is it? Uh, wait, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's Desiree. Desiree. Huh? What's the year? 20... You think it was after 2000? Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's really... Um, 1998. 95. No, we're both wrong. 91. 91. Higher. No, higher. 98. Higher. 99. Okay. Isn't this a good song? It's a very good song. Yeah. I love it. All right. National One Hit Wonder Day. I love this day. Mm -hmm. Hugh Ross is back with us. Uh, Hugh is an astronomer, a best-selling author. He travels the globe speaking on the compatibility of advancing scientific discoveries with the truthlessness of the timelessness of Christianity, the truthlessness. His organization, Reasons to Believe, is dedicated to demonstrating a variety of resources and events that science and biblical faith are allies, not enemies. Hugh? Welcome back to the show. How are you today, sir? Doing well, thank you. 
Hugh, we've talked to you about so many scientific things over the years, and just a couple times have we talked about your story um, as a person and as someone who's come to believe in Jesus. So can you give us a, a short version of what that process was like in your life? Well, I got interested in astronomy when I was seven. I was literally reading five books on astronomy and physics a week. Wow. I knew from the age of eight onwards, astrophysics would be my future career. And it was that ongoing study of astronomy that convinced me the universe had a beginning. And I knew if it had a beginning, it had to have a beginner. And starting at age 17, I began a quest to try to find that beginner. First in the writings of the great philosophers and the world's holy books, and finally I picked up the Gideon Bible. And after studying it for 18 months, I realized this indeed is the inspired and errant Word of God and sign my name in the back of the Gideon Bible, committing my life to Jesus Christ. Fabulous. So, Hugh, like most things in your life, when you grab onto something, you really, really grab onto it. So at what point did you start to evangelize once you realized Christ is the answer? Well, that 18-month study of the Gideon Bible convinced me that if I become a Christian, I'm committing myself to be a public witness uh, for Jesus Christ. And so right away after I gave my life to Christ, I began to look for opportunities to share my faith. Like one of them I, I share in my book, uh, new book, Always Be Ready. Uh, my lab partner, uh, I tried to talk to him, and uh, he said, Hugh, I know you want to talk, but I need to talk. I need to talk to somebody about God. The only buddy in this campus that knows anything about God. <laughs> and that led to a four-hour conversation. Wow. Wow. So the, those four-hour conversations that you had with people, I mean, they uh, any conversation that you have with someone who's not yet a believer is uh, a, an important give and take. And I think one of the ways that we as Christians fall down is we're not willing to listen oftentimes to what the other people are saying. We're so intent on giving what we think is the right answer that we don't actually hear the questions that are being asked. Well, that's what I talk about in the book, is that if you want to engage these people in a gentle, respectful way, as it says in First Peter 3.15, you need to begin by asking questions. You need to find out uh, what kind of person you're talking to, what their issues are. And I don't ever give people a generic resource uh, after I talk to them. I always try to find something that targets their specific faith issue. And that's one reason why I waited so long to bring up this book, because it's based on First Peter 3.15, that if you prepare good reasons for your hope in Jesus Christ and can deliver those reasons with gentleness, respect, and a pure conscience, you will see God supernaturally bringing people across your path, that God is in advance prepared to hear and respond uh, to those reasons. But I spent three decades producing those good reasons. That's most of the books that I've been uh, working on and publishing over the past 30 years, but now I felt now that we got the resources so we can actually equip people with good reasons, this is the time to bring a book out saying, if you share those reasons with gentleness, hope, uh, gentleness, respect, and a pure conscience, you're going to see God do amazing miracles in your life, miracles equal to what you read about in the book of Acts. Mm. Part of my rationale in the book is saying the book of Acts is not done. The book of Acts continues to this day. If you want to experience it, just follow the command that you see in First Peter three fifteen. Outstanding. And the first, yeah, the first four or five times you see something happening, you might think it's a coincidence, 
and when it adds up to several dozen, you know this is the handiwork of God. Hugh Ross is with us. Always be ready. A call to adventurous faith. Hugh, uh, you joined us here in Pittsburgh maybe, I don't know, eight, Six years? seven years ago? Uh, we, had a great right. t- we had a great time when you were here, and you spent time on the University of Pittsburgh campus, um, on campus of Grove City. And while you were on Pitt's campus, and uh, John and I were in attendance, I think the thing that I loved the most, and you did a great job with every presentation you did and all of everything, but my favorite part was when people just walked up to the microphone and asked you questions. And you have a particular skill that I have I have truly rarely seen in your ability to focus on a question a person is asking. Now, is that something that you have honed over the years or something that you think is a personal value of yours that you have, have strived for? Or how did, how did you get that way? Well, I've been doing public speaking since I was 16, but I've always done it in the context of an extended Q&A after I speak. And I'm basically uh, recommending in the book that we need to do that in all forms of Christian ministry. So I make the point when I talk about evangelism in the church, those churches uh, where there's a Q&A following every sermon message, uh, where there's an open mic uh, Q&A time, those are churches that are growing by adult converts. You gain credibility when you expose yourself to an extended open mic Q&A. And so, for example, I just got back from a speaking trip in Florida, spoke 15 times every time we had an extended Q&A, including even the morning worship services. And that's a great place for non-Christians to begin to engage on the Christian faith uh, when they know they can bring up any question they want, and when they see that the Christians are not afraid of the questions. Hugh, and I love this, obviously you have a a firm grasp of what your subject is, and you're not afraid to, to wade into deep waters with perhaps an unfriendly crowd. But what about that? I think that's probably a big thing for a lot of people is that they they can't offer apologetics or they won't evangelize because they are afraid of what they perceive to be the oncoming hostility. Can you speak to that? Because I'm sure there's been times in your life where people have been hostile to you. Oh, that frequently happens where I get a really hostile reaction. But that typically is coming from a bad experience in that person's past with another Christian. So when I get that hostility... I basically say, you know, I perceive that you've had a bad experience or you've been hurt. Uh, Can you tell me about it? I get them to relate their story. And that's why I think it's so important uh, when it says gentleness, respect, and a clear conscience. If I'm gentle and respectful, that hostile reaction has got another source. But allowing that person to relate what that source is means that I can actually demonstrate some compassion in dealing with the hurt that they've had. And, you know, I ran into a whole group of skeptics at uh, Caltech once, and uh, I said, you know, I just heard a brand new argument for God today. And they said, what is that? And I said, well, all of the speeches I've heard today, the whole focus has been on the God of the Bible, and you're all passionate that this God doesn't exist. I said, if you really believed that, you'd be treating the God of the Bible uh, like the tooth fairy. But your passion tells me you really do believe it exists, but that you don't like him. And the response was really interesting. It's not that we hate the God of the Bible, it's that we despise his followers. Mm. And they all began to tell stories of how they'd been hurt by Christians. Mm. But I listened to the stories, but after listening to the stories, I said, 
don't you think it's irrational to let an imperfect human being get between you and a perfectly moral God? And that got them thinking. Outstanding. Hugh, um, on the campus at the University of Pittsburgh a few years ago, I was walking by a, a favorite uh, sort of hot dog spot, and there was a man out there, I'm sure he was well-meaning, but he was evangelizing in perhaps the worst way I've ever seen. He stood there, and uh, he had his Bible open, and I don't know wh- you know, what it was open to. He had a placard about uh, something about going to hell, and he was chastising the students. And, you know, essentially, you know, screaming at them about they were doing it so wrong and how hell and damnation was coming their way. Well, as you might imagine, he wasn't having a whole heck of a lot of success. So where is that? Where is that sweet spot to be open and kind and loving and gentle, but also to offer, you know, the message of that God is not to be trifled with and that there is judgment that will be upon us someday. There has to be some sort of, you know, message there that that is deep and strong. Well, Peter also emphasizes that we're to be men and women of courage. And so we're not to back down from the opportunities that God gives us. We're to be gentle, respectful, a clear conscience, but courageous in declaring the truth and be confident that the Holy Spirit is going to back us up. So many places I tell stories in the book about hostile situations, but always recognizing I'm not going into that auditorium filled with angry atheists by myself. The Holy Spirit's going Mm -hmm. in with me, Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit is going to do amazing things. So I tell stories, for example, of angry science professors interrupting my message just before I barely got into it but just stopping my message and saying, Sir, are you worried that when I come to the Q&A time, I'm going to ignore you and just answer the softball questions? And he went on a couple of expletives, but he basically said, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. And I said, well, give me your two most significant questions you want to ask me right now, and I'll answer them right now, and then can I go on with my message? And so he let out his two questions, And then after I answered his questions, he turned to the audience and said, you all know who I am. I'm the the angry atheist on the campus. Uh, But having heard these answers, I've got two things I'm going to ask. Number one, I want all of you present here to give rapt attention to everything else that Dr. Ross has got to say today. And number two, he turned to me, I want two hours of your private time. The new book is called Always Be Ready, A Call to Adventurous Faith. The author is our friend, Dr. Hugh Ross. All the information you can find right now on our Facebook page and also on our website. Let's go there, johnandkathyshow.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our Tuition Solution Specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Amazon is delivering millions of smiles this season and wants you to come be a part of making it happen. Now hiring night and twilight shifts in Pittsburgh. Apply at Amazon.com slash Pittsburgh Jobs. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. (laughs) 
love this song so much. Making the most of National One Hit Wonder Day. Norman Greenbaum, is that his name? No oh. way. Hey, very nice. Okay, that is the the least like rock name of all time. Love it. Norman Greenbaum. Uh, what song is this? You don't know the song? I know it, but I've heard it, but I can't think of what it's called. Spirit in the Sky. Oh, God. 1969. Wow. Norman Greenbaum. It's hard to believe with that name he was didn't become a famous rock act. This was the beginning of the Jesus Freak movement. This song. I mean, I love this song. I was a Catholic schoolboy, and I could not believe I was hearing this on the radio. It blew my mind. I love this song. And it was all Norman Greenbaum. Oh, yeah. Spirit in the Sky. Hey, listen, if you're interested in Hugh Ross's book, uh, reasons.org slash Ross, you can get a free one. Mm-hmm. How about that? Reasons.org slash Ross. Hugh Ross. A free version of Hugh Ross's new book. Highly recommended. This guy's fabulous. Hey, um, the podcast is up about an hour or so after we leave the air. Mm-hmm. Check it out on our Facebook page and on johnandkathyshow.com. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook. We'd be happy to contact with you there. Yes. And uh, have a great night, Pittsburgh. Enjoy yep. some good coffee in one of the top 20 coffee markets in america the ride home with john and kathy a production of word fm and salem communications three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.